0: Welcome to the Cheeky Investor Podcast. This episode, Gareth and I are talking about the ever popular growth in ETFs, exchange traded funds. Gareth, these things have taken off lately. Can we um, can we credit the Barefoot Investors book for the increase in ETFs lately? I reckon there's a strong correlation.
1: Damn him to Hades and back. Yes, Scott Pape strikes yeah, Pape. again. Pape strikes again. Uh, absolutely, mm-hmm. I think there's Scott Pape combined with um, people who uh, want to get into the stock market but maybe are a little bit afraid of sort of losing too much money. Um, they seem to be grouping together on social media. There's lots of talk about about ETFs. Look. I get it. You know, we, we were talking um, earlier about dividends, and it's the same sort of concept, which is around the idea of providing for a safer environment for people that perhaps don't have, you know, have the money to to lose, nor have maybe the time to be an active investor. ETFs um, kind of answer that 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 issue, I suppose, or deal with that issue. Um, now, there's pluses and minuses to ETFs, which we'll obviously chat through. There are but... no minuses. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, they'll work. Bloody we're Growth investors. We're growth investors. Come on, we have to. Uh, we have to know. But I think, look, yeah, there there is pluses and minuses. Um, but I think, yeah, ETFs for a beginner investor, um, is 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 a really good way to get started. So look, um. People are probably sick of hearing ETF. Um, I used to call them equity traded funds and used to always give out to me. Rightly so. That's right. Um, I, 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 I I don't know what the difference would be, but can you please explain what an exchange traded fund is? I'm not
0: even sure what an equity traded fund is. But it's,
1: I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Don't mind me. <laughs> it's like Qantas. I don't know. Okay.
0: <laughs> exchange traded fund. Um, best way I had to explain to me is uh, reverse it. It's a fund that's traded on an exchange so <laughs> that's, that's like, it that's oh, our you're podcast
1: such a, you're such a dickhead
0: <laughs> <laughs> essentially it's it's kind of like a, a managed fund in a way um that you can buy and sell uh much like shares except you instantly get ownership of multiple different companies now they're generally categorized by a group so um, uh, you know the asx 200 might be an etf for example so that company only buys um, other companies or stocks that fall into the top 200 companies in Australia. Now, the reason that it works is because it, it's cheaper. So if we if we have a look at buying the top 200 companies in Australia, you know, it's going to cost us thousands of dollars mm. just to try and get that diversity. So what happens is some rich, rich person does that for us. They go and buy, let's say they buy one share in every company in the um, 200 companies on the ASX 200. And then they essentially sell shares in that company. So you can buy a share for, let's say, $1, then instantly get access to the returns of the 200 companies. Because if all that company owns is all the assets that are going to the top 200 companies in Australia, well, then the performance is going to go exactly the same. So that's that's what an ETF is, and that's how it works, and that's one of the benefits from it. You get instant diversification. Yeah. You don't have to go buy 200 shares. You buy one share, and it gives you the same returns or pretty much the same returns as 200 other companies. So
1: really, what, what you're buying when you invest in an ETF, you're actually investing in, in a single company that has ownership of a huge number of stocks. Is that right?
0: Yeah, you sum that up better than me. I've just wasted eighteen minutes of people's time. Oh my
1: god, people are falling asleep. No, no, no. I'll be no, refunding no. that later. <laughs> I'm only I'm only going back on what you were saying. So, okay, so that's a really interesting point because I would actually genuinely thought that you were investing in those companies, but it's not. You're actually investing. In, but obviously, the idea is that this single company takes the whole worth of the the a uh, 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 growth from or whatever it is from all of those companies together and how they then sort of average that out is that how it works so they average it out to whatever the the sort of average growth is across all of those companies
0: um yeah that, that'd be a way to think that they come up with like a net uh, net asset value so they have a look at the total assets that they own the total value of the stocks essentially and divide it um, by how many other units so you buy units when you're um investing in an ETF
1: yeah, right, okay. Well, that's cool. And where do you find ETFs? Is it the same way you'd find any stocks? Are they listed on the stock exchange?
0: Um, generally, you kind of get groups um, that do them. So one that's really cool in Australia is Betashares, betashares.com.au. Yep. Um, and they kind of I just do ETFs. I'm having a look now. I'll pull out some random ones. They've got Australia 200 ETF. They've got um, Asia Technology Tigers ETF. Mm. Um, they've got... Australian small caps, um, yeah, whole range, diversified, balanced ETFs.
1: And so, when you say beta shares, are they are they a broker or w- w- what's their sort of role in things?
0: Um, good question. I haven't bought from them. I just use them to get information. Um, I've I've never clicked on the request a call button because I don't want someone. Uh, I don't want a Jordan <laughs> Belfort ringing me up and, <laughs> and selling me a pen. S-
1: suddenly you lose, suddenly <laughs> you you lose your house pretty quickly, mate. I know, and you'd be like, no, I couldn't
0: help it. It was really convincing. <laughs> so I think, um, yeah, they, they give you you can buy them on the ASX. Um, these these specific funds, or you can buy them through, um, yeah, through through various holdings. Okay. So. And like I said before, it's really category based. So what sure. I read out before is yeah, the various categories of, of shares.
1: Sure, because I see things like the S and P five hundred um, has its own ETF. You mentioned things like rising stocks, dividend areas. So pretty much every sector, I assume, of the stock market, you probably have a commodities. You'd have commodities you ETFs. You'd have precious metals ETFs. So. In that way, I mean, there is risk associated with ETFs, like with anything in the stock market, obviously. Um, I think a lot of people probably associate that type of investing with with larger stock markets, particularly something like the ASX 200 or the S&P 500. And interestingly enough, when we were having a chat with Matt from Firebug, um, he was sort of bigging up the ETF investments. He saw that as being a great way for people who are in the fire movement to, to build passive income. But certainly there are risks, and I suppose equally there are opportunities, Phil. I mean, there must be ETFs that do um, do quite well in terms of growth.
0: Well, it's one of the sort of misconceptions. I think uh, people think ETFs are, you know, a lot sort of safer, but you can get some pretty crazy ones. I mean, uh, you know, small caps in, in Asia might be risky or small cap companies in emerging markets like that's a category that you can pull together and invest in an ETF. And that's certainly mm. no more stable than probably the top 200 companies in Australia. Mm. Um, so it's probably a misconception around, I guess the, the safety of them. Um, but yeah, there's certainly massive risk and, uh, also a massive return that, that comes with that as well. That you
1: can do, absolutely. So in that way, yeah, I mean, it's like you're investing in a single stock um, that has, there is risks associated with that. If, you, if you're if you investing in something that's a, a sort of larger chip, like, a, well, the ASX200, so, you, you know, you'd assume there's enough variety in businesses within the ASX200, 200, the 200 companies, um, to allow for, you know, generally things to sort of go okay. Equally with the sort of the S&P 500, it would be a similar, in my view, a situation. Where there's a significant enough breadth of different companies that you can kind of minimize losses, and I, and I do note, um, even even at the height of COVID, um, there was so, you know there, there were ETFs that were still profitable. Amazingly, um, now it was the very their profit was was minimal, but but certainly they hadn't gone into the negative. So there are sort of pluses and minuses to that. For, for people out there. Phil, they're, they're, you know, they have a little bit of money to invest and they're maybe not ready to dive into the full, um, the full sort of investing in, in how we would do it. Um, where would you suggest people start looking? Like where where are you going to find out about ETFs? And, and what are the things people need to sort of be mindful of when they're investing in an ETF?
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll keep it down to two. I'll keep it down to Vanguard. Um, you know, most most of our listeners are in Australia yep. um, or Cambodia, as we found out uh, earlier. Yeah. Week.
1: Thank you, Cambodian people. We love you.
0: Number one in Cambodia.
1: We're going to be uh, over there soon.
0: <laughs> so, um, and, and Vanguard's a global company. So whatever, when I say Vanguard, just adapt it to your local wherever you're listening from, Uh, but Vanguard Australia, it it gives you um, a list of funds um, to invest in. And like I said, the other one, um, beta shares in Australia, they give you a list that you can then go uh, purchase on Comsec, for example. Uh, One of the advantages of ETFs are they're pretty low fee. So as I said before, they're kind of like a managed fund because you still need someone to go buy and sell shares that meet that criteria. You know, the companies. One ninety nine in the ASX two hundred, and tomorrow it goes to two hundred and ten for whatever reason. Well, then that change needs to be made. Um, but there's not as lot. There's not a lot of um, you know management of shares, not like a managed fund where you're buying sure. and selling all the time yep. and taking advantage. So fees should certainly be well under one percent. Uh, I'm talking like you know a quarter of a percent fee. Uh, so that's one of the massive advantages. Um, it's kind of a, a passive way for investing. Cool. Um, certainly, if it gets up over half a percent, I'd be questioning why Okay, why that fee's up there. And some are certainly yeah, 0.1%. Um, but, but apart from that, it, it's probably, um, again, like we said in our last podcast, um, having a look at the different categories, like in Australia, again, there, there's 11 industries. And to give you an idea, the Australian stock market in the last 12 months is down about 12%. But we look at consumer discretionary, so that's retail stocks are sort of up 1.3. Consumer staples down 1.6. Energy stocks are down 37%. Financials wow. are down 30%. Healthcare is up 18%. So you can see information technology is up 22%. So you can see how different these um, you know industries kind of interact. Like it, It's not just saying if you buy shares in ASX 200, one of the issues is that 25% of those are actually financial companies. Sure. And then another 20% of materials. So all of a sudden half of your investments on these two, two industries, when you thought you're going to get diversification. Yep. So having a look, maybe at different sectors that you might want to buy. So you might, you know, if you're just generally starting out, you might just look at the Vanguard 500 top 500 companies in the U S but if you're starting to move towards doing your own analysis, that's where you might pick industries and you might go, information technology stocks or tech stocks in australia for example or healthcare
1: so so you can have a real variety then of etfs and obviously yeah you can play them off against each other like you would with stocks um so in that way there is quite a lot of similarities i suppose like i said the the difference uh, whereas if you're going with individual stocks is um you you know you, you can get the big highs but then you can also get the big lows the idea i suppose with etfs that does kind of Deal with some of those big sort of trims the big highs and lows to be a little bit in in in, does, in, in the yeah. middle I suppose, um, but yes certainly there's, there seems to be lots of opportunity out there for people that want to get into it. Um, as a, if you were a beginner, Phil, where would you be looking? You mentioned the S&P 500 a couple of times, and so have I. Um, it, it seems like the natural place for people to go. It's certainly, the the I believe, the fastest-growing stock market, although the NASDAQ maybe. I don't know. Is more or is S&P the, the, the
0: fastest-growing? No, NASDAQ's got it covered, uh, but it's also very... Volatile. Uh, yeah, <laughs> massively volatile, which is great for a long-term investor, but... Um yeah, so in terms of, like, growth, I mean, the S&P 500s, um, just trying to find the data now. It, I'm, I'm sure it's over 10% per year on average. Yeah, so that, that, the, that's,
1: a, that's a good return, yeah, for, for, you know, sort of having your money in there and sort of leaving it in there. Would you, if you were, again, sort of starting out, would you diversify a bit or, you know, do you think for people who are just getting into it, right, just just go for... Just go for the one ETF because it's, it's, you know, the more money you put into it, I suppose, the more return you'll get out.
0: Yeah, well, if you're looking at the S&P 500, I mean, you're owning 500 stocks essentially. So you're, you're probably too diversified at that point anyway. Um, so if you own S&P 500 and then owned the NASDAQ, I don't know if that would make a lot of sense because a lot of those companies... Um, Will cross over between those two. Yeah, okay. What you might do is you might own the Nasdaq, uh, which is high growth, and then you might own, um, you know, a high yield um, Australian ETF. So you cool. get that dividend aspect, but you get that growth aspect as well.
1: Nice. Okay, I get you. Yeah, no, that's a good strategy. Just while we're sort of talking it through, actually, is it worth sort of pulling up? Is it possible to look at the kind of average returns from, from a couple of like a handful of ETFs just to give a sense to people listening to what you could expect in terms of returns?
0: Okay. No, that's just outrageous. It's, um, <laughs> we're not here to do that.
1: we don't want to help people that's not what we're about (laughs) this is sponsored by
0: vanguard by the way this uh, podcast
1: please please please, vanguard pay us some money Uh, (laughs) and scott pape we
0: pay bloody
1: bloody papey well no we've sort of been been we haven't talked about him too much we tend to give tim sykes a bit of a go but um yeah no well scott pape has given up on investing hasn't he he's um he i don't know what he does now or is he building I think he started a financial
0: counseling business or something yeah oh that's oh, what it basically? is
1: yeah well he Lessing? stopped what he's, he stopped his um his investor stock sheet or whatever it was that he was running so yeah although i have to say i was in it was in the bookstore somewhere and prominently placed was the um the barefoot investor for families so that's and obviously still i'm sure he's still making an absolute matzo off those books
0: he has sold to, a billion copies at 30 bucks each
1: yeah that's i mean you know he has to be doing yeah, all right. th- that, he's doing all right absolutely um so yeah <laughs> you know that, that kind of but yeah look let's um is, are you able to, to do a bit of a dive yeah, yeah. In and have a look so let's so let's start with well, let's start with the classic the vanguard s&p 500 so what are we talking about with that
0: Um, So what I'm looking at here... So firstly,
1: for anyone that isn't aware, sorry. Vanguard is a company um, that um, have ETFs. So they're the people that have bought a shitload of stocks. Um, and so it's, for, it's from them that you'll be investing, uh, in that we talked about, you have that single company that, that owns all these stocks, but you actually invest in that single company. Um, the S&P 500 is the, is the, the sort of the, the biggest stock stock market in the U S so it covers the top 500 companies, excluding tech companies. Is that right, Phil?
0: Um, what, what's that? The Vanguard? No, it's for yeah, tech they, companies in they, it.
1: No, the S&P 500, does that exclude tech companies?
0: No, it's definitely got tech in it.
1: It's got tech. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, I thought, I thought for some reason I thought they were in the, the NASDAQ. But yeah, um, so you get the S&P 500 um, ETF. So that's basically you'll get your mucky little paws on the top 500 companies um, in the US. Um, so how's that been looking? Uh, what's that been trading at? What sort of growth has
0: been coming out of that, Phil? Yeah, just trying to get past all the uh, sales uh, stuff coming up online. Um, but there, there's a few different ones that you can sort of do, um, you know, in the US, but the S&P 500 is probably the, the biggest one. Um, just trying to bring it down into sort of, you know, a, a concrete return. Actually, one of the things worth looking at is um, how much they invest in each company. So you might say you're owning, you know, top 10 companies, you know, in the United States, but it's probably no good if 90% of those funds go to Apple, then, they, then the other nine get the other 10%. Yeah, and, right. and it's all explained throughout, um, you know, when you go and look at, look at, look at it online because they have to obviously declare all that information.
1: Is that, um, yeah. Okay. So if, yeah, if you're looking on their websites, they'll tell you all that, will they?
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So have a look at the S&P 500. It's got, uh, 2010 last 10 years, 14.7% um, is wow. what it's returned on average. Um,
1: that's that, that's really good. <laughs> I mean, that is you know for yeah, that's that's pretty meaty. It,
0: yeah, it, it's biggest bull market uh, in history. Yeah,
1: that's right. I mean, there is a reason <laughs> for that. I know, I know. That's right. I mean, exactly. But but I think look for and uh, you know, firstly, it's worth pointing out. We won't necessarily, yeah, we won't be getting the data from COVID just yet, but I'm, I'm guessing next year we'll see a massive cut. But then, you know, with ETFs, you have to appreciate it is generally, I would say, a longer-term investment. Um, you're not going to pick up on quick growth because of the reasons that we've set out as to how the ETFs work. Um, so what you're sort of doing is you're sitting out over a number of years to really get a proper return. Um, so, you know, this year will, I'm sure, reduce that figure down. Oh, but if, sure. it's, if, it's, if it's averaged out over 10 years, it may not actually end up as having as, as big an impact as you think. But just for, for shorter term investors, they might think, oh, geez, you know, yeah, the, it's, it's making a lot. It it, it won't be this year um, because clearly, you know, there's very few companies in the stock market that are. I think the joke is, what's the joke? It's Tesla and Apple are pretty much the, 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 <laughs> the, 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 the S&P 500. And then everything else is like, yeah, shit. So yeah, like it's it's not it's not going to necessarily do that well this year. But the idea is, yeah, in the longer term it can sit out. But that's that's still for for someone getting into investing, that's a pretty good return.
0: Oh, that's that's massive. And, and just to give people an idea of some of the other returns, so fixed interest Australian government bonds over the last five years has been a bit over four uh, percent, which is pretty decent if you consider yeah, investor bonds, yeah. Yep. Um, the property ETF, Vanguard Australian Property Securities Index Fund. Uh, 6.1% total market return. Um, The one that always performs really well is the Australian small caps ETF, 11% um, per year. Oh, really? Which kind of makes sense. I mean, small caps are probably there to grow. And, And I'm not a huge fan of diversification, but small cap investing mathematically is the best time to diversify because that's where, you know, you've got to spread it across 20 companies you know, 17 are going to go broke, you know, two might make you a bit of money, but that one company is going to be you investing in after paying a dollar and then it going up to whatever yeah, price it true. is now. Actually, that's that's a
1: good point. How does that work if you've got like a small cap investing ETF? If a couple of those companies go broke, do they then get replaced? Like who is the power to make that happen because obviously there's, you're, you not you're not, you're not making that decision. So if you were investing directly in those companies, you, you, you know, get your money out or do whatever, but how does it work with
0: ETFs? Um, so it, it goes down to the, the fund manager. And again, it says, when, when you go on there, what I'm looking at now, it says investment objective. So it tells you what its goal is. The fund overview, uh, you know, provide low cost exposure to small companies um, on the ASX. Um, and then they go through, mention the risks, and then they'll list the companies that they're invested in. Um, so, you know, the third one on there is JB Hi-Fi, Antsell's another one, Charter Whore, Domino's Pizza, um, Borrow. Oh. They have a very broad definition of small cap.
1: I was going to say, I think small cap <laughs> companies. Wow, okay. Interesting. No wonder it's doing so well. They're all, they're all pretty big companies.
0: <laughs> they're all... Um, Oh, it says here the median market cap is $2.4 billion, which um, my understanding was between 2 to $10 billion was mid-cap and under-2 bill was small. But anyway, I'm, don't argue. With Interesting. That
1: no, fair exactly.
0: <laughs> but all so this look, information is in, yeah, in their documents.
1: So if people are looking for this information, get online, um, just start doing research. Um, as always, you know, would probably suggest go with things you know you know if you know about the US stock market you'll know the companies that are on there that's probably a good place to start but I think Phil's very helpfully pointed out that there is actually real opportunity I mean obviously with the s p p has gone very well but I mean if you were looking at you know combining two separate ETFs perhaps you'd look at something like a small caps ETF, which is a little bit riskier, but, but you know, m- might actually deliver quite good returns um, as well as the more sort of solid S&P 500. H- how has the ASX 200 gone? Is that, do you have any figures up for that, Phil? Because i would be quite interested to see if, if someone had invested in an ETF in that, um, you know, w- whether the return would be the same or would be less.
0: Yeah, just looking down, the only one I've got is ASX 300, um, which is 7.5% on average.
1: Oh, Okay. Yeah, right. That's um yeah, okay. That's actually mm. not bad. I mean, because the three hundred you get to some pretty small companies with that three hundred. Oh, I'm assuming sure. Yeah. That's that's you know, yeah. I mean in, in the context of Australian businesses, that's that's quite a lot of companies. So while mm. Phil is Phil is looking, have you found it there,
0: Phil? Mm. Nope. No, it hasn't come up. It's got a whole heap of other different sort of Australian ones. It's got the whole okay. yielding one. Yeah. Um, yeah, large as in,
1: companies. As in dividend yield, is it?
0: Yeah, income-focused, yeah.
1: Okay, what's that returning?
0: Uh, well, that's got 4.08%. Oh. Um, now, I, I think that's skewed at the moment because as we went through financials, massive um, dividend payers are down 30% for the year. Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, at the moment, it it's probably a little, yep. <laughs> yeah, a little uh, skewed.
1: And, and that's where you want to be slightly mindful of obviously what's happened. Um, and look, you know, I think a lot of people are investing in the stock market now for the longer term because they realise... You're not, you know, it's it's difficult to make money in the shorter term. You can do it and, and we can show you how to do that. But um, for a lot of people, yeah, they, they just want to sort of put the money in if they can and leave it for, you know, at least a couple of years while things turn around. And perhaps something like that would, would end up working out. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's it's certainly generally a longer term investment, as we were saying. Um, but you can sort of see the returns, you know, you, you may be able to get um, through ETFs. So it's, it's something, Phil, that, you know, we definitely do, teach people and we talk to people about and it's something that we we see quite a lot of online so what we are encouraging of anyone that's looking to invest it is a great way to um to get started in in getting comfortable i suppose with with investing and the process of investing and the risks and the mindset would you say
0: oh for sure you, you can just kind of dip your toes in and get a feel for um mm. what it's like investing and, and owns some pretty good companies in the process I mean, yeah, 500 companies in the US, that's that's a pretty good performing market.
1: Yeah. No, excellent. Excellent. Well, look, um, thank you, everyone, uh, for listening as always. Uh, we uh, hope you got some nuggets of information that you can use um, if you haven't invested just yet or if you're very keen to invest. Um, if you've got any questions around exchange-traded funds, just... Um, give us a shout, get in contact. We're on Facebook, probably the best place to get us, facebook.com forward slash Cheeky Investor. Um, we're also uh, on che- at CheekyInvestor.com. You can fill out contact forms. Uh, but, but yeah, get onto Facebook, send us a message. We always love to hear from people. If you've got any suggestions for any podcasts or you've got any questions around ETFs, uh, please get in touch and we'll make sure to get back to you. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will hopefully check you next week.